Welcome to the Battlestat Sports Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. Welcome to the Battlestat Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Nino's Corner Battle. Hey, guys, I know it's been a while. It's uh, been over the holidays. It's been Thanksgiving and Christmas and the new year. And now we are back, guys. Episode number 25. So give it a round of applause for all of you guys who have been staying with me on this on this journey. Um, today's my birthday. Um, so, uh, you know, I turned a certain age today. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, today I want to talk about something since, um, we just watched the college football playoffs. Um, we've seen a lot of things happen throughout the year. Um, it's time for me to talk about college athletes and should they start getting stipends and start getting paid while they're in college. I know this is going to ruffle a few people's feathers because some people think that the college athlete, um, gets a full ride, you know, um, a full education and that is their payment for going to school. Um, some believe that, Hey, if the coach can make $10 million a year, how come the player can get a stipend so that he can basically have a job? Um, because a lot of these kids can't actually have a job while they're playing a sport because the sport consumes so much of their time. Um, and then of course you are a quote unquote student athlete, right? So you got to study and, you got to actually pass classes while also putting in an, an extra 20 to 30 hours a week um, on their quote unquote job, which is their sport. Um, so, yeah, let's talk a minute about should college athletes receive pay or receive a stipend while they're playing a sport at a college? Um, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to this question. I have my beliefs. Um I believe they should get a stipend. Um, these guys and these gals uh, devote so much time into a certain sport that generates a bunch of money uh, for a college or a campus. Um, it's, it, you know, let, let's say, for instance, uh, when it comes to football, for instance, you know, um, I went to the University of Texas and I saw a stat, you know, uh, was it Texas receives was like five or six million dollars every time their their game is uh it's actually aired on um, a network television station, you know, so like a primetime game, you know, so you got 85 kids that are out there playing. Uh, the coach is getting paid over $5 million a year. Um, the school gets so much money for the game being televised and these kids uh, get absolutely nothing. You know, of course they, they get their education. I, I understand it, guys, but they don't have the, the same opportunities as regular students. I and mean, what I mean by the same opportunities is, you know, uh, I went to school and I graduated with an engineering degree. Not many football players got engineering degrees, guys. Um, I can probably name them on one hand. Um, I can probably name them on a couple fingers, to be honest with you. Uh, the level of um, work that has to go into being an athlete is stupendous. Uh, you know, just just think about um, you got practice, you got film study, you got treatment for any injuries, um, more practice, you got weightlifting. And, you know, I'm in the Air Force, guys. I'm in the military. So, you know, I work out every day. I had to stay in shape. You know, I got to pass a, a – 
a physical fitness test. You know, I deployed three times, so I had to stay in shape for deployments. You know, and you know, if you go look at some of those kids and look at their bodies, that's not a one hour a day workout, guys. Those guys got to stay in tip top shape. That's that's easily two and a half, three hours a day workout. So tack that on top of your four hours a day of, uh, let's say, practice and film study and things of that nature. And you're looking at a seven hour day on top of going to class. We're not even talking about going to class yet, guys. So where do these kids have the time to hold down a job? Um, I had a conversation with a guy in, in my office who was a prior athlete. Um, I'm not going to say which sport because he'll know who I'm talking about. But we got into a conversation about uh, kids being able to get paid or get a stipend while they're in school. And he was totally against it, you know, and he was a prior athlete. So, I, you know, I want to know his his opinion and his thought process on this. And, you know, he told me it's a it's a choice. It's a choice that they can play football. You know, it's a choice. You know, um, it's a choice that they can go play basketball or it's a choice that they can play volleyball or it's a choice that they can go play softball or baseball. And that's their choice. And they get a scholarship for it. And most kids would die to have that scholarship. And I understood that. But then again, he told me, you know, I asked him, you know, hey, uh, you know, so what year did you graduate? He told me he didn't graduate. And I said, why not? And he said, because after um, his first year of college, he was on a full ride, you know, for a certain sport. Um, he wasn't living up to the expectations uh, that the school wanted him to to live up to in that sport. And they didn't they didn't renew his scholarship the next season. So I turned around and looked at him and said, you're the guy that should probably fighting for kids to get stipends, because what you just told me was a scenario of a job. Your performance was inadequate, so they took your scholarship away from you. All right. That is a job. You know, think about all the time that, you know, all the time and effort and uh, the film study, like I said, the working out, because you got to work out. You have to work out, guys, to stay in shape to be an athlete. I mean, you have to put some time in that gym. You got to practice. On top of practice, you got to you got to eat right. Uh, you got to film study. You think guys like uh, you think teams like Alabama and the LSU's and the Clemson's, you think those guys don't film study? They have to film study because they have to know how good their opponent is. You know, so there's that's homework on top of the homework that they're supposed to do for their normal school in a normal class. Um, so I say all that to say, guys, I think that these college athletes should get stipends. And, you know, there's a lot that's getting passed now in California where they are going through the motions to allow kids to get paid off their likeness. And I, I think that's amazing um, because let's let's say, for instance, you know, my wife is a native of Alabama. I got two sister-in-laws that went to the University of Alabama. I got two nieces uh, that go to the University of Alabama. Actually, one just graduated. Well, actually, both. Both just graduates had two nieces that went to the University of Alabama. Both of them graduated, um, highly intelligent, cum laude and summa cum laude. Um, and I went to the campus to see my niece graduate, and I saw two uh, jerseys in their store, his number on it, um, with Hawaiian-themed uh, jerseys and Hawaiian-themed shirts and Hawaiian-themed um, apparel. 
Now, I don't know about you guys, but if you're ever in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, it's nowhere near anywhere damn Hawaii where there's going to be some Hawaiian-themed stuff. All that's Tua. How much money do you think the school generated off of Tua? How much did Tua see of that? That was his likeness that got them that money. Now, Tua can't be in the billboard. He can't sign autographs for money. He can't sign footballs. Can't sign football cards if those if, if those sort of thing these days. Um, he can't give away any merchandise that he's earned from a bowl game to anybody in exchange for something, even though it's his stuff. It's a gift. It's a it's a it's a uh, uh, an item that he was given from winning a bowl game. He can't give that stuff away in exchange for something. That's the NCAA, that's the NCAA violation. Go look at Ohio State years ago with the tattoo gate that they had going on with the kids were giving up some of their, excuse me, guys, some of their bowl game stuff. I think maybe it was the Fiesta Bowl. They were giving um, away rings and shirts and the game systems that, that that they were given for in exchange for tattoos. And Ohio State got put on probation for that. Stuff that these kids got. Stuff that these kids got from winning a bowl game or going to a bowl game that they gave up. They didn't want. And the school got put on probation and punishment. And so did these kids for giving up things that were given to them. How much sense does that make? Um, now, let's flip the script a little bit. If the kids can't receive money, right, and the scholarship is what they should be receiving money for, right, like that's their form of money, then let's talk about these coaches. All right. The coaches get a salary from the university that they coach at. That should be what they're allowed to get. They shouldn't be allowed to get paid by boosters. Like the kids aren't supposed to be allowed to get paid by boosters under the table um, to get money to, uh, you know, to go to a school or to get money to survive. But let's limit that to the let's let's expand it to the coaches. Also, the coaches should also not be able to benefit off of those. Um, those fortunes. Let's look at, uh, let's go back to the University of Alabama, 2014. Nick Saban is up for a contract renegotiation or he's able to leave and go to another college. You know what the boosters did to keep him? To keep him at Alabama? The boosters paid over $3 million, $3 million, folks, to pay off his home in Alabama to assure that he stays at the University of Alabama. $3 million. Think about that for a minute. The boosters paid off $3 million (laughs) to keep them in Alabama. And it's legal. So we can't fault the boosters for paying off a coach's house to keep them there. If a booster gives the kids some money to go get a bus ticket or a plane ticket home and see a uh, a, uh, a family member's funeral, program's on probation. The NCAA has to do something about this. Um, North Carolina. You guys remember the basketball team and the sports classes, and they made up classes just so these, these guys can pass classes. You know what the NCAA did? Nothing. The NCAA came back and said they found nothing wrong with that. It is not an NCAA violation. No uh, mistakes, no anything, no nothing 
no problems. They survived. All right, so I'm back, guys. I know you guys probably know I dropped off, but we were just talking about um, the basketball players from North Carolina, um, how the NCAA found that, well, they they came to the conclusion that there were no violations for the University of North Carolina basically making up fake classes for these kids so that they, so that they could pass classes uh, and still stay eligible, right? Crazy, right? Craziness. Uh, the NCAA is all about the NCAA. They're all about making money. Um uh, they're going to find ways to keep money. They're going to find ways to make money. Let's take a look at how much these teams make, guys. You know, the average FBS school, I think it's 132 FBS schools, 130. But anyways, the average FBS school, which is a football bowl subdivision, if I'm not mistaken, but it's like 130 schools, D1 schools. $65 million is what these – Average team brings in per year from athletics $65 million, all right? $65 million. That's a ton of money. These kids can get some stipends. They can get stipends. They bring the money in for the school. It's not because, uh, 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 you know, hey, I'm, a, I'm an engineering guy. I went to school for engineering. Um, I used to feel some kind of way. No, they shouldn't get paid. No, they shouldn't get paid. You know, hey, I had to work my way through school. But I'm not like them. And they're not like me. Guess what? When I go to school and I do a formula and pass a test, that doesn't bring the school $10 million. You know, I went to Texas from 01 to 05. And my last year there, Texas won a championship against USC. You know how much money that those, those 85 – uh, scholarship athletes that play football brought to the University of Texas that year. You know how much money? And it's not just money to the schools, money to the city, money to the conference. You know how much limelight was on the city of Austin then? This guy's like rock stars. Anything that that city wanted, anything that that school needed, they got. And it's primarily built upon how well your sports teams were doing. And it wasn't just the football team at that time. Your basketball team was also surging. You had Vince Song on the football team. You had guys like uh, uh, Aaron Ross and your Michael Huffs and your Griffins. Those guys, Terrell Browns, those guys ended up going to the league. You had Justin, the Justin Blaylocks and, and the Jonathan J. Scotts. You had... You know, wide receivers, like, if I'm not mistaken, Lyman Swede and all those guys went to the league. Selvin Young went to the league. Jamal Charles went to the league. Like I said, Vince Young before. Uh, David Thomas. All these guys went to the league, right? Uh, Roderick Wright, Tim Crowder. All those guys went to the league. Those, that was a hell of a team. That team ended up winning a championship, which brought a whole lot of money to that school and it wasn't just the football team it's the basketball team also because during that time frame from 01 to 05 you had guys that went to the school let's name them off guys we had guys like like tj ford who was on sports center every other night for an outstanding dunk he had a college player every year when he was at texas you had guys like kevin durant that came in in 2006 you had guys like lamarcus Aldridge that is still playing in the nba you had guys like tristan thompson who came in also with kevin durant if i'm not mistaken you had guys like royale ivy who played in the league and is still coaching you had guys that were on you had daniel booby gibson who played for the cavaliers and was on a on a championship contending team uh, Chris Owens, who played at that time, you had guys who went 
to the league and did very well. Those guys brought a lot of money to this school because the light, the eyes were on this school. Those guys can get a stipend, guys. Those players can get a stipend. The thing is, how do you pay for it? You know, March Madden's is, uh, you know, on top of the $65 million that every FBS school is the average for every FBS school for athletics. Guys, that's like $8.5 billion. $8.5 billion across the NCAA. It's money that is generated from sports. Just from the schools. We're not even talking about the the bowls, the March Madness. You know, March Madness brings in, I think, an extra $1.6 or $1.7 billion a year. You know, $1.6, $1.7. All right. So let's say, for instance, I think it's 450,000, uh, 450,000 athletes across the NCAA. So we'll do some quick math here. Let's just say we use the March Madness numbers, $1.5 billion. $1.5 billion, guys, divide that by 450,000 people. Every kid can get almost $3,500 a year. Divide that by nine because nine months in the school year, we're not talking about the summer months, right? Every kid can get almost 400 bucks a month stipend. That's a job. That's a job. 400 bucks a month extra in college. You know what I would do for 400 bucks extra in college? You know, I can go to Waterburg every now and then. <laughs> I can buy a couple of T-shirts every now and then, you know? An extra hundred bucks a week. It's a stipend. Yes, those kids should be able to get that. They should be able to get it. Because of the work at the work and the and, and the time that they put into that school. And those kids sacrifice a lot, in my opinion. They sacrifice a lot because they're not able to go and do some of the things that they want to do because they are playing a sport. Like I said before, guys, when you look at these guys that play football, you're looking at the practice, I don't know, five, six o'clock in the morning practice. Okay, let's say this for an hour. Hey, you got a weight lift, guys. You got a weight lift. All right. So let's say another hour in the morning. Okay. You got to go to class sometimes. Time to go to class. Let's go to class all day. Let's go to class from nine to, to three. You get through her class. What do you got to do? Probably another workout. Because you see the bodies on those guys. That's not an hour a day workout, guys. <laughs> Probably uh, a, uh, an afternoon uh, walkthrough, some film study, because you got a uh, film study for your next opponent. Hey, and guess what, guys? We didn't even study yet. We got to study, right? You got to fit some food in there. You got to eat. That's a full-time job. They're not student athletes, guys. They're athletes. They just happen to go to school. So, yes, it's, yes, it's a job. They can't have a job like I can go have a job. They can have a job like you can go have a job when you're uh, in college. They can't do it. They can't. I'm advocating that, that they that they get some kind of stipend while they're in school. Let's also talk about the transfer rule. You know, why is it that a kid has to sit out? I mean, I get it. If a kid wants to leave and go to another school in Division One school. They got to sit out a year because it'd be like free agency. I, I mean, I totally get it. I totally get it. 
But what's the difference? So what's the difference with the coaches? How about this? If a coach leaves a Division One school for a lateral position, they should be able to sit out a year two. Then how about that? How would the coaches feel? Hmm? How would they feel? I'm not advocating that 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 happens because they should have the freedom to to pick up a move and choose jobs as they please. Um, but how come the students can't? And I know you're saying that they're students, but nah, this is a job. This is a job. These are job interviews for the next level, especially at the big time schools. This is what it is. This is what it is. So I go to say all that, guys, to think about it. What do you guys think? You think athletes should get paid? When I mean get paid, I mean like get a stipend, four or five hundred bucks. Yeah, four or five hundred dollar a month stipend, so that they don't have to get a job because they're technically working. They're already bringing money into the school, or do they not? And um, do they not get jobs? And do they? I'm sorry, do they not get a stipend? And do they? Uh, I don't know, I guess have to be just like us, but not have the opportunity to be like us because they can't be a normal student. They just can't. Just think about it for a minute, guys. Let me know what you think. Um, I got a couple comments. Let's take a look at one of the comments I got um, on Twitter. So I posted this question yesterday, you know, so last night. So I got one one or two comments uh, when I asked about should kids get paid? And one of my Twitter followers uh, at the DS Child Five on Twitter, um, he said uh, he has five points on here. So fairness to all players busting their their ass. Yeah, totally agree. The stipend, I think, just like that first point, fairness to all players busting their ass. You're right. The stipend should be the same for every athlete. Football players don't get paid more. Basketball players don't get paid more than the volleyball player. Um, the baseball player doesn't get paid less than the football player. The swimming uh, 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 athlete doesn't get paid less than the basketball player. No, you're right. Fairness to all players who are busting their ass and putting the time, the film work, the study, all that. Yes, totally agree. The second point is competitive balance. Um, it's all about competitive balance. I'm thinking he's thinking um, more of a, you know, the big time schools can pay more, but I'm not talking about paying a certain, I mean, every school can just go free reign and pay what they want. I'm saying every athlete, every student athlete gets a stipend. It's not, uh, hey, Alabama, whatever you can pay, go pay them. Texas, whatever you can pay, go pay them. You know, Eastern Kentucky, whatever you can pay, go pay them. No. I'm talking about everybody get a stipend. His his third point is if this is college sports, then getting a degree should be the goal. Yes, that is true. And if you go back and look at some of these numbers, uh, you know what? I won't even speak on that yet because I got to do some more research. You know, like on that. Uh, yeah, getting a degree should be the goal. It should be. But we all know if you look to the left and you look to the right, the people in your class, nine times out of ten, they're not going to be there after your freshman year. So college isn't for everybody, but guess what? Making money for college is. 
making money for these schools is for every school that puts a kid out there knowing that he probably shouldn't be there. It's a whole nother discussion though. Um, consider the impact to non-major sports. Well, we just kind of talked about that, right? Fairness to all players busting their ass was the first point. The fourth point is consider impact to non-major sports. Hey, I'm talking about a stipend that is equal for every athlete, every student, every scholarship student athlete gets this amount. And the last one, he the last point he said was in the weeds, but perhaps scholarships should be considered income if they are getting paid. Well, I don't know if I agree with that because when you get a scholarship uh, to go to school, that's not considered income. I got a scholarship um, to go to to Texas, and I, that wasn't considered income for me. So why should it be considered for an athlete? Right? No, it's the stipend is is it's what you get. I, I got a stipend for being in, in the Air Force ROTC program. I didn't have to claim that. You know, I got a free ride. I just had to give him back some time. So, no, I, I, you know, I don't agree with that. So, but hey, if you guys got any questions, comments, or concerns, man, let me know. Um, good talking to you guys. Episode 25, uh, should college athletes get paid, a.k.a. get a stipend. Um, great episode, guys. Thank you for listening. Again, more to follow. I'm going to have some some uh, analysis done on the top wide receivers in college football this year. I'm going to compare uh, Jerry Judy from um, I'm sorry, Jerry Judy from uh, Alabama. I'm going to con- uh, compare Chase from LSU, and the last one, the CD Lamb. So I'm doing the the battle stat numbers that I got out for those guys, and also Devin Duvernay from Texas. You guys know I'm a Texas guy. I got to throw a Texas guy in there. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to compare the the numbers for those guys. I got to go physically watch film with these guys and get some yards at the catch. Um, numbers and so that's going to be a little time consuming but give me a couple weeks but i definitely have a podcast on that and see who no kidding was the best wide receiver out of those four guys this year i think i got some numbers that are going to um maybe shock you guys a little bit but in saying that man thanks for listening have a blessed day uh episode 25 is out um be on the lookout for another episode thanks guys later on